0: Well, we all have a way that we look at life. Uh, we all have something going on inside of us, something going on deep inside of us that causes us to look at life or to approach life in a certain way. And you might call that your mindset or your philosophy of life. James calls it wisdom. Uh, wisdom is your pattern of thinking. It is your, it is your perspective about life And it motivates you and drives you. It it affects your choices and your behavior. It affects how you handle every situation in life and how you relate to every person in your life. And James tells us that there are two sources of wisdom. And this is the the first thing, the first thing I want you to see about this passage this morning. There are two sources. Two sources of wisdom. Every human being is operating from one of these two sources of wisdom at every moment. And these two sources are drastically different. And they produce drastically different results. James says, Your approach to life either comes down from heaven or it is earthly, natural, and demonic. When you walk into the room, any room, you bring something either from heaven or from earth, either from the spirit or from the natural, either from God or from demons. When you come into the church, you either bring something from above or something from below. When you come home from work at night, you either bring heavenly wisdom into your home or something from the pit. And every one of us must face the reality that instead of expressing God's wisdom, we could be expressing what James calls earthly, natural, or demonic wisdom. And we're going to look at each one of these for just a moment wisdom that is not from God is first described as earthly wisdom. It is from the earth. It is from the earth where, you know, we pray the prayer, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. On earth, there's a sense of of where that is where sin is. That is where God's will is not done. And so we pray your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So this First, this first kind of wisdom, or this first description of this wisdom, is that it is earthly. Colossians three, I think, helps us to understand what this is. Verse three says, "Set your mind on things above, not on things that are on earth." Now, when we think of earthly things, we think of food and clothes, or your family, maybe your car, whatever. But Paul goes right on to tell us what is earthly. Verse 5 he says, "Therefore put to death what is earthly in you. Sexual immorality, impurity, evil desire, covetousness, anger, wrath, malice, slander, obscene talk." And he says, "We are not to set our mind on these earthly things." So when you're if you're coveting what somebody else has, if you're speaking evil or slandering another person, if you're just churning and burning with anger about something, you are setting your mind on things that are on earth, not things that are in heaven. And so we are to put off what is earthly and to put on what is heavenly. And Paul tells us what are those heavenly things. Colossians 3 goes right on to say, put on hearts of compassion. Put on kindness, humility, meekness, patience, and above all, put on love. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Sing songs and spiritual songs and hymns with thankfulness in your hearts to God. We are to be filled with this kind of heavenly mindset, this kind of heavenly perspective, this kind of heavenly wisdom. And every perspective and every attitude, every practice that does not line up with this kind of heavenly wisdom is what James calls earthly wisdom. Secondly, wisdom that is not from heaven is described as natural wisdom. Natural means that it is without the Holy Spirit. Has, there is nothing of the Holy Spirit in your wisdom or thinking or perspective. The NIV uh, translates it, unspiritual. 1 Corinthians 2.14 says, The natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Without Christ, or apart from Christ, or before you came to know Christ, you had no choice but to live out of your own natural wisdom because you did not have the Spirit of God in you. But if you belong to Christ, you are not natural, but spiritual, because the Spirit of God lives in you. Romans 8 talks about that. But you can think... You can think at times like an unspiritual person. Paul said to the Corinthians, I could not speak to you as to spiritual men. For since there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not fleshly? Are you not walking like mere men? I love that phrase. What a challenge to believers. Said, are, are you not walking like mere men? The ESV says, are you not behaving only in a human way? So when you, when you indulge in things like jealousy and strife, you are living in a merely human way. James says that is natural wisdom. It is not spiritual. It is not the wisdom that comes to you from the Holy Spirit. Now, it is extremely important that you learn to put off or put away all unspiritual wisdom. Paul wrote in Ephesians 4.17, I insist, and note the strength of the language, I insist on this, that in the Lord you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God. So Paul says this this darkened wisdom of the natural man is something we must put away and no longer live that way. They are darkened in their understanding. And so... This darkened wisdom of the natural man surrounds us and it comes at us from every direction. It is the wisdom of mankind. It comes at us from television and magazines, from conversations with neighbors, from conversations with uh, fellow workers uh, at, at your workplace. Natural wisdom was our old way of looking at life. So we are susceptible to go back to it. We must aggressively renounce it. Third, this anti-God wisdom is described as demonic. Different translations put it, of the devil or devilish. Demonic means having to do with demons having to do with fallen angelic beings who long ago sided with Satan and against God. And the point is, it is possible that you can be expressing thoughts, making decisions, relating to people in ways that are not from God at all, but are of the devil. And James says this this whole pattern of conflict, of envy, of competition and rivalry and selfish ambition is of the devil. It is from the pit. It is the very attitude that the devil has. I'm not saying uh, that a person who is selfish or is self-centered is demon-possessed, but James says it is demonic wisdom. That's the source of that sort of thinking and perspective and attitude on life. But the good news is that you can live your life out of a heavenly wisdom, out of a wisdom that is from above, James says. Your attitudes and your perspectives about life and towards people, your attitudes and perspectives in every situation of life can be supernatural, literally supernatural. Your mental and emotional outlook can come down from above. You can express thoughts, you can speak words, you can relate to your spouse, to your family members, you can relate to people in a way that comes down from heaven. Isn't that amazing? Instead of drawing your attitudes and thoughts from down here in this darkened world, you and I have access to wisdom that is literally out of this world. It doesn't originate down here at all. It's from heaven. And so you can be drawing your attitudes and thoughts from God's wisdom, not just some earthly human philosophy of life. You can bring thanksgiving and joy and hope and peace and harmony and mercy into your home, into your church, into everything any room or among any group of people or into any situation that you enter. Jesus Christ, through his blood, brings us to God. He brings us to heaven, but he brings heaven to us. He opens the door, opens the way for us not only to go to heaven, but for heaven, even presently, at least in part, to come down into our thoughts and our attitudes and our perspectives and into our relationships. Paul put it like this, we have the mind of Christ. Through this miracle of the new birth, you now have the mind of the Spirit of God in you. So my, my first main point is, is that there are two drastically different kinds of wisdom, and they could not be more drastically different. And so you need to see see the extremes. And a lot of times we go through life and we don't realize that we're doing things that actually can be drawing from demonic sources, saying things, expressing attitudes that are from the pit. Or we can be living in this way that comes down to us from heaven. And we have to choose. And I am fighting this morning for you to choose heavenly wisdom that is from above. Now, the second major point is that your source of wisdom, your source of wisdom will become obvious. You cannot fool anybody about this. It's impossible. You should not even try to fool yourself. James says it is very easy to tell the difference between these two kinds of wisdom. He says, if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your heart, such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, and of the devil. But the wisdom that comes down from heaven is pure, peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy, impartial, and sincere. Where you are getting your wisdom from shows up in many ways. But in this passage, James says it especially shows up in your relationships with others and in your attitudes toward others. James says, "Wisdom from God will show itself." Okay, that's that's our po- that's our point. It will become obvious what source of wisdom you are drawing from. James says, "Wisdom from God will show itself by good behavior and by deeds done in humility." The, the ESV says, "by deeds done in the meekness of wisdom. If you are drawing on heaven for your perspectives and your thoughts and your attitudes, if you are drawing on heaven for your wisdom, it will result in a lifestyle of relating to people in gentleness and meekness. But if you are drawing your wisdom from unspiritual sources or demonic sources, that will result in a lifestyle of relating to people from a, from a self-centered perspective or from a, a place of selfish ambition, James says. How do I feel? How are people treating me? What about my needs? Doesn't anybody ever care about me? It's my turn. James calls that bitter envy and selfish ambition. So one approach, these, these two approaches that are so obvious, one approach is self-focused and self-promoting, totally concerned with self and its needs. The other is humble and gracious and submissive. If your relationships are marked by envy, by trying to impose your own will on situation after situation, by pushing for your own way again and again and again, then James says, don't boast that you have God's wisdom. Do not deny the obvious truth. Do not tell a lie because it is so obvious that you are living in human wisdom. Now, some commentators think that James is still talking to teachers, I, I don't happen to share that opinion, but I think there's an, an obvious application for teachers and spiritual leaders. Um, but some commentators think that James is, is still speaking to uh, teachers, which he began with earlier uh, at the, at the uh, beginning of chapter 3. And he's saying, if you want to become a teacher, if you want to become a spiritual leader in the church, if you think you are a wise and understanding person then show that you are ready for that by your gentleness and meekness and humility because that is the mark of true wisdom that is from above. <clears throat> but Again, this point is that the source of your wisdom shows. You can't cover it up. And it shows especially in how you relate to with other people, your wife, your husband, your fellow believers at church, your relatives, neighbors, co-workers, and on and on. Now, the third thing that we need to see is that these two drastically different kinds of wisdom produced two drastically different results. So we want to focus on results here for a minute. We've we've talked a little bit about how the source of your wisdom affects it affects your thinking pattern, your, your outlook, uh, your, your approach, your behavior. It affects your attitudes, your, your character, whether you're proud or whether you're meek. But it doesn't end there. The source of your wisdom will affect your character, but your character, your behavior, attitudes will result either in war or peace. You will live either in peace or conflict, depending on your source of wisdom. Verse 16 where where envy or jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder and every evil thing. There is, is disorder, there's disruption, there's division, there's trouble. When you tap into the wisdom from below, when you tap into this wisdom that is from below, things fall apart. Things get ugly. Things get evil and sinful. People start attacking each other. Just de- degenerates into this, this friction, this conflict, this strife that James says. So where there, where there is div- disorder, where there is division, where there's turmoil, that means People in that situation are operating out of a wisdom that is demonic, earthly, and natural. But, verse 17 says, The wisdom from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. And verse 18, And peacemakers who sow in peace raise a harvest Of righteousness. In other words, we talked about the the result. We're talking about results under this point. The results of drawing your wisdom from below, from earthly, natural, demonic thinking, is strife and trouble and conflict, things falling apart. But when you draw the wisdom from above, it results in peace. The wisdom from above results in peace and righteousness, or in the righteousness of peace. So this verse is about sowing and reaping. And as we've said, James already said, if you, if, you, if you sow selfishness and strife, you will reap conflict. Now he says, if you sow peace, you will reap peace and righteousness. So if, if you see a home, if you see a home or a family, a marriage where there is peace, it is because someone in that home has sown Peace doesn't just happen. There's peace because someone has sown peace. Someone has sown peaceful words and actions. If you see a church where there is peace, it is because people in that church have been faithful to sow peace. Wherever there is peace, it is because someone is drawing wisdom that is from above and is speaking and behaving in a humble, peace-producing manner. And James says, if you conduct your life in peace, and as a peacemaker, you will raise a harvest of righteousness. Peace peace produces an atmosphere where righteousness can flourish. People typically don't do well spiritually in a church church, Or I'll say in churches or in homes where there is strife and conflict and division. Earlier in the book, James said the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Now he says peacemaking or sowing peace does produce the righteousness that God desires and God is pleased with. Now, one more thing I want to say about. These two drastically different results, war and peace, these two drastic drastically different different results are about these two different or results from these two different kinds of wisdom, and that we see we see in here a principle that I find all throughout scripture that God has wired the universe to work well in a certain way. He has wired you or made you to work well in a certain way. He is wired or made marriage to work well in a certain way. And if you do things God's way, life works. And if you do it any other way, life doesn't work. Again, wisdom that comes down from God will lead to peace. Any other source of wisdom will ultimately lead to strife. If you are drawing on God's wisdom, you will be humble, considerate, reasonable, submissive, full of mercy, and that will lead to harmony in relationships. But if you draw on earthly wisdom, you will have a proud edge to yourself. There will be a self-centered attitude about life, and you will stir up strife and trouble and unhappiness. You will be miserable and cause lots of misery for others, And, and Again, this is the way God set things up. It will work this way one hundred times out of a hundred. So, I urge you to get god's to get on god 's program for peace in your life and again, I say to you, peace doesn't just happen; it comes from aligning yourself with God's way of doing things. It comes from aligning yourself with wisdom from above. It comes from looking continually for heavenly wisdom into your perspective and thinking and mindset. It comes from repudiating, turning away from, renouncing earthly, natural, demonic wisdom. Now, I'm going to move on and... I'm going to take time to briefly go through these char- the characteristics of each kind of wisdom. There, I believe there's a reason that James spells them out for us, and I don't want us to miss it. So first of all, we're going to take the characteristics of wisdom that are, that are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. And James starts out there, they, there, is, there is bitterness or bitter envy and jealousy. Different translations use the word envy or jealousy. The two words are very closely related. But there are so many things that you can envy. There are so many things that you can, be, that you can, you can envy to the point of becoming bitter about. You can envy, envy someone's marriage, their status, their income, their beauty or intelligence, their athleticism, their personality, and I could go on and on and on. But if you do that... you will be bitter or you will become bitter because you don't have what someone else has. You end up despising that other person for having what they have. Or you are always comparing yourself with someone and you feel like God has slighted you or passed over you. And so this envy leads to unhappiness. It leads to bitter resentment towards people and even towards God. And James says this is an earthly, unspiritual, demonic mindset. So when you start to think, yeah, it sure would be nice to be in her situation. It sure would be nice to have his job. They sure have it easy. If only I had a husband like she has. Or if only I could catch a break like he did. When you start to think like that, be careful. You are aligning your thoughts with powers and forces that you don't want to mess around with. Secondly, this wisdom that is natural is is full of selfish ambition. Uh, This kind of wisdom leads you to think only about your comfort, your fulfillment, your goals, and your desires, what you want to do right now, what you want to do today, what you want to happen This kind of wisdom wants everything and everybody to cater to your needs, to pay attention to you. Many years ago, I knew a couple whose stated reason for leaving a church was because the men who were passing out communion that Sunday somehow skipped them and they did not get the bread and the cup that morning. I'm serious. When we live or when we draw on the wisdom that is from below, instead of the wisdom from it that is heaven, it becomes all about us and our way and our comfort and our needs. We become so self-focused that we're just so upset if, if, if we get slighted because it's all about us. Selfish ambition, ambition, I think, shows up by just by a stubbornness. You know, we want our way. We're ambitious to have things done our way, to have things said our way, to have people hold on to, to things our way. I think it shows by holding on to our, our opinion in an obstinate way. We're just, we're just selfishly ambitious about our way and our opinion. But the wisdom from heaven is quite different, and we're going to look at these. First of all, James says it is pure. I mean, there's, there's something just pure about it. It is unmixed with sin. It is free from jealousy or selfish ambition. It is free from the natural, earthly, demonic approach to life. It is free from all those things that destroy relationships and peace. Secondly, it is peaceable or peace-loving, the NIV says. It is not contentious. Human wisdom tends to divide rather than to unite. Heavenly wisdom brings people together. It, it resolves differences. It's it's peaceable. There's no shouting, no bullying. There's no demanding. There's no overbearing attitude. It seeks to do things in a peaceable way. It seeks to it seeks to bring people together in in peace. Uh, 1 Peter three eleven says, "Whoever wants to love life and see good days must seek peace and pursue it. I mean, if you want to have a rotten life, then don't seek peace and pursue it. But if you want to have a good life, Peter says, you must." And if you want to see good days, if you want to see lots of good days, you must seek peace and pursue it. Ephesians 4.3, uh, we are told to be diligent to preserve, preserve the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. And James says that to be doing anything other than this is to be living in earthly, uh, natural, or demonic wisdom. Third, third, this wisdom from heaven, this wisdom that comes from above, is Considerate. And again, that's from that's from the NIV, the New American Standard, it says gentle. But the idea is that it treats people with, with graciousness. It's considerate. It is not stern or hard or harsh with others. This wisdom from above, it's meek and courteous to others. It shows consideration. Fourth, it is submissive. And again, that's the NIV, the New American Standard, is reasonable, and I, I like that. It's submissive or it's reasonable. This wisdom from above is, is, is ready to yield to the will or opinion of others. Matthew Arnold called this this character, this quality, sweet reasonableness. I like that. If you're, if you're drawing on wisdom from above, there will be a sweet reasonableness about you in your discussions and conversations and even where there's differences of opinion there'll still be the sweet reasonableness about you you know that word submissive is such an important word we are uh, when we are filled with the holy spirit what does paul tell us says and be subject to one another in the fear of christ i mean one of the one of the biggest and most powerful results of being filled with the Holy Spirit that is is that there'll there'll be this submissiveness about about us. We'll be subject subject to one another. The person walking in natural wisdom has an has an inflated opinion of his own opinion. His or her opinion closes the door on the discussion. I mean you've been you've you've been with with around people like that. There, there's, not, there's not a reasonableness, there's not uh, this sweet reasonableness, there's not this submission, a submissive attitude. You know, what they say, that's the end of the story. It tolerates no other point of view. But this wisdom from above is, uh, is reasonable. It's willing to yield to others. It looks, looks for a way to come to agreement. Then James says, it is full of mercy and good fruits. It's full of mercy. It's so easy. so easy to be hard and harsh on people. But when we have wisdom from above, we'll be full of mercy. We'll be full of compassion. Full of good fruits. Full of goodness. Goodness towards others. And these will, these will overflow. It says, full. Of, you know Not just a little mercy, full of mercy and good fruits, these things will overflow in abundance out of our hearts and into and into our relationships if we are drawing wisdom from above sixth or fifth i 'm sorry it is impartial i might that count might be way off i don 't know where i 'm not sure uh, but it, regardless okay uh, it is impartial. The new American standard says unwavering there 's lots of different op- opinion about what this means, but uh, to me, impartial or unwavering, speaks of consistency. You are consistently good to people and to all people w- without partiality. You're full of goodness uh, consistently at, 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 at morning and at night, uh, when you go to work, when you come home from work, when you're in church, when you're not in church. There, there's an unwaveringness about this, this wisdom from above. You are not hot and cold or unpredictable. It's not like, well, which person am I going to get tonight? Or, you know, which person is going to walk through the door after work today? Uh, it's, it's unwavering. Sixth, it is genuine or it is sincere. There's just, there's just, there's no guile or deception or there's no act. There's no pretense. It's not done to get in good with someone and, and then you treat someone else like dirt because they have nothing else to offer you. It's sincere or uh, New American Sanders says without hypocrisy. So I ask you to uh, consider this in, in your heart this morning. Um, I ask you to consider what what kind of wisdom are you generally drawing from in your life today? and And what is the result? And if you' if you're not sure, maybe ask yourself, what is the results of my life? what What kind of results am I seeing in my life? Are you seeing are you seeing discord or are you seeing peace? If, if discord, then I think I think you need to do some serious reflection on this, asking, Asking yourself, uh, you know, am I really pursuing the right attitude on this? Am I really pursuing the right kind of wisdom? Am I I really pursuing uh, the right outlook, the right mindset on this situation? Am I really thinking about this with heaven's perspective? Or have I just got so wrapped up in this in my own earthly Natural perspective, and I, you know, I'm not even aware that it might e- even have a source from a demon or from a demonic thought uh, kind of thinking. So I, I think we have to honestly look at our life and the results of it, and say, is there is there some, is there some course correction that I that I need that I need to make? Do I need do I just need to be way more consistent on drawing down this wisdom from heaven that is, that is peaceable, considerate, reasonable, submissive, full of mercy? And then I want to wrap up this morning by talking a little bit about how do we get this wisdom or uh, maybe the question, how hard is it to get this wisdom? And I want to announce to you this morning with all of my heart that this wisdom from above, this wisdom from heaven is open to you right now. It is freely offered to you. Christ has opened the way for you to dwell in God and for God to dwell in you. This is the normal Christian life. To, to be drawing from, to be living in this heavenly wisdom. Christ has come to you by the indwelling Holy Spirit who is with you and in you. He is there. Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. Let the peace of Christ reign in your hearts. In a sense, all you have to do is let it in christ is standing at the door of your life and knocking if you will open the door he will come in i know it's a verse for salvation but i think of it all the time just daily christ is always there always knocking he's there with heavenly wisdom he's there with a heavenly mindset for you all you have to do is open the door and he will come in and dine with you, and he'll correct your thinking. I want to share another verse with you that people always apply to salvation, but there's an application here that's very important in this concept. Romans ten seven says, Do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven to bring Christ down? No, the word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. Again, I know that is a verse a passage on salvation. But there is a truth here for for people who know Christ. There's a truth here for, for we who are born again, who are regenerate, who know Christ. And that truth is that there is not some impossible feat required for you to live in this heavenly wisdom. It's, it's not, it's not going to take you years and decades to be able to walk in this if you're not walking in it right now. Do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven to bring Christ down? No, the word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. The ESV study Bible, or a study note on this says, there is no need to travel to heaven to bring Christ down. Isn't that good news? What God requires, this is a continuation of the ESV study note, study note. What God requires is not superhuman works, but faith in the gospel. That was true for your salvation, and it is true for your daily wisdom. If you want heavenly wisdom, merely lift up your eyes to Christ. It is yours for the asking. Simply look to Him in faith to supply you with the wisdom from above that you need in your life right now with the people you're around and the situations that you are around. Turn away from selfish ambition for self-promotion and all forms of being absorbed with yourself and your opinions and let the wisdom of Christ dwell in you. He will give... He will give it to you if you ask. So, dear dear people, don't allow the wisdom from the dark and the demonic side of life to have any place in your thinking, in your outlook, in your attitudes. Think and live as heavenly people, as spiritual people, as people who have the Holy Spirit. Why should we... Why should we think in earthly, natural, demonic ways when we are born of God, when we have the Holy Spirit, when He has made us a heavenly and spiritual people? Let us think like that and live like that, particularly in our relationships with each other. Let's pray. Father, what a... What a contrast life is between walking with you and your thoughts, your perspectives, your attitudes, and walking with a merely human attitude and mindset, Lord, and we see the ugliness of that, we see the trouble of that, we see the evil of that, and we come to you this morning and and we just open up our, our hearts, we open up our arms, we open up our minds to you, and we, we say we want to look at things from a heavenly perspective. We, we want to draw our wisdom from, ab- from above. We want to think about people. We want to think about life. We want to approach things. We want our mindset to be heavenly to be supernatural, we want it to be from out of this world From we want it to be from above and we thank you that you've made that all, all possible for us and if, and if anyone is s- stuck in some um, attitude that, that seems like this just isn't possible or uh, that it's not attainable just pray that you'd shatter that wrong belief, that lie, this morning. And that right here and now, we can all open up our hearts to you and you will enter in with your heavenly perspective and mindset. You'll heal our thinking and our thoughts and give us wisdom from heaven. Uh, may your spirit um, permanently and powerfully put these truths deeply into our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.